Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. I'm your host, David Rethemeyer, joined as always by my co-host, Abraham Chen. This is an episode of Unbound Conversations where we are joined by guests who offer a unique perspective on some of the things we're passionate about here at Unbound. And believe me when I say that of all of the potential guests that we have had on for this podcast, I think it is safe to say that this is one of the most requested guests. And these guys are also some of our personal favorite guests that we have been absolutely excited for. You've read the title and you probably see the thumbnail. We got Blimey Cow on the podcast. Abe, give us a little bit of an introduction to Josh and Jordan in case there's anybody who's clicked onto this who isn't familiar with them. Well, David, yes, we have Blimey Cow. I might throw slight shade, okay? If you're homeschooled, which a lot of us within the band community are, and you don't know who Blimey Cow is, I'll just say you should check them out. They are a YouTube channel that have been around for a long time. Josh and Jordan Taylor have been making videos about homeschool life, the homeschool community, and a very a huge variety of other topics for many, many years. Uh, I essentially grew up watching Blimey Cow on YouTube. David, I don't know about you. I'll, I'll throw this out there. I'm pretty sure the first Blimey Cow video I saw was somewhere around 10 or 11 years ago. So I actually, yeah, I think so too, because I went back and I looked uh, at my YouTube account that I think I made back in the day. The first YouTube video that I ever clicked like on was a Blimey Cow video. <laughs> I looked back and it was in, I believe, wow. 2011. So I, yeah, I've been watching it for well over 2011. A that sounds about right. Yes. So listeners, please forgive us if David and I uh, fangirl <laughs> a little bit, just slightly. <laughs> uh, but once again, yes, they have been around for a long time talking about many topics that are very familiar to uh, our community, whether it's Unbound or the extended uh, <laughs> world of homeschoolers and things like that. Jordan Taylor is also here talking about his podcast, the If Then podcast. Uh, he is going into season two. There's a lot of really cool behind the scenes details that I did not know about. And yeah, it's um, something that, again, I'm not sure if there's other places that they've talked about a lot of these behind the scenes details. So you don't want to miss that. Absolutely. So we will shut up and we will let Jordan and Josh kick things off. So please enjoy the episode. Well, Josh and Jordan, hello. We are extraordinarily excited to have you guys on for uh, the podcast. We have been, uh, I think Abe and I can safely say we have been uh, fans of yours just with uh, with the content that you guys make for a very long time. And so uh, I think at least speaking for myself, it's uh, a little bit surreal to be just uh, uh, having you guys on our show. So welcome. We are so happy to have you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, we are. I mean, I, I'll speak for myself. I will try very hard not to fangirl on this podcast. But yes, again, just watching and getting to talk with um, a duo that I've literally grown up watching is amazing. Um, so, yeah, like I wanted to ask this just uh, David, we were talking before we started recording that. Yeah, most people listening to this podcast should know who Wyoming Cow is. But just uh, the out chance out there that someone does not. I wanted to give you guys a chance to introduce yourselves to like however you want to. Like you're right. Like people have <laughs> preconceived notions of what Wyoming Cow is. How would you guys introduce <laughs> yourselves? 
Josh, you take this away because I have struggled so long whenever people are like, so what is it that you do? It's like, uh, I finally, finally gotten the courage to say, I'm a YouTuber, strangely enough. Like if I'm at the dentist, they're like, what do you do? I'm a YouTuber, strangely enough. Before it was, I have video work. No, it's just YouTube. Whenever uh, I was going through old footage for the last video that we were editing, uh, I found an old Messy Mondays video that was talking about what it's like to be quote-unquote famous on YouTube, but the point of our video was that we weren't really that famous on YouTube. And so there's a point in the video where you say, look, I don't really consider myself a famous YouTuber. I'm more often than not awkwardly trying to explain to my neighbors what I do for a living. <laughs> yes, very true. Very it made me true. laugh. I forgot about that. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's what we do. We kind of awkwardly try to explain to our neighbors what we do for a living. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we make, uh, you make YouTube videos. We've done that since we were both teenagers. Uh, Jordan, I think was 14. I was 16 or 17 when we started kind of did it on and off for several years. And then, uh, I got, I got out of college and, uh, we decided to see if we could make a go at it. We started a weekly show called messy Mondays, uh, that several months later sort of just blew up on YouTube. Um, back when videos kind of would still organically go viral um, on YouTube. And then you would actually get a following. You'd actually get a following. Yeah. I saw a video today on YouTube that had like hundreds of thousands of views. The guy had 500 subscribers. (laughs) I see that all the time. It's Uh, so depressing. (laughs) Anyways, so uh, yeah, we just kind of just comment on uh, society and culture and our main focus is <laughs> trying to think for yourself i guess uh and just kind of take things from it i don't know sort of uh poking fun at conservative christianity but as people sort of in that world in that bubble so it doesn't feel as scathing though people still find <laughs> ways you know a way to get upset at us even though we, we love you uh so uh yeah i guess that's about it what do you think jordan uh yeah i always just get out of the question by saying it's like i don't know it's like christian comedy even though that's a terrible way oh, so to describe it i feel like <laughs> yeah ex- yeah exactly so john chris <laughs> no, no, like, no, mark lowry really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's i think that's that's about it but yeah, so the, these guys, I uh, I appreciate the way that you describe it, but uh, I think that uh, I I will I will remove the humility and <laughs> I will I will brag on you guys because David's like, I that will was say pathetic. that like <laughs> <laughs> we have these guys on for a reason. People need to know. <laughs> I but seriously though, I what you guys have done as far as creating a consistent following and being content creators for as long as you guys have and still maintaining like the level of consistency and the level of quality that you guys do is not something that is incredibly common to find uh not only just in the youtube space but in general in content creation finding people who have 
been so consistent with creating content, especially like on a weekly basis and having you, especially now you guys put out multiple videos each week uh, is really, really a feat. Uh, at least even I can attest to the fact that uh, we're out here trying to just like put out uh, like one or two videos a month and it is it is a lot of work so the fact that you guys do have done what you do for as long as you've done it is really really impressive thank you <laughs> thank like muscle, you. Me muscle memory <laughs> at this point i don't know it's like what else anymore. do we know how to do i don't know <laughs> yeah what else <laughs> thank can we god do? this works thank, thank god this is working out because i don't know i don't know what else i can do <laughs> yeah well, kind of one of the questions that <laughs> really? I was wondering about in getting the opportunity to talk with you guys is that you've been doing this for such a long time and you don't get you don't maintain like uh, a viewership and a following by just doing literally the exact same thing. Like you have to adapt and change your content and it has to evolve over time as you guys continue on with creating more and newer content and as your audience grows and changes. So how have you guys handled that over 10 years of making videos? I feel like we could have probably leaned into that a little bit more and tried to figure out a way to maybe change things a little bit. But the thing the thing about Messy Mondays is it's been around for so long that we were kind of like, through the initial wave where content was shorter and that worked well. And then we kind of made our content a little longer when it seemed like content needed to be a little bit longer on YouTube. And then it's short again. So then we're kind of back down to making it a little shorter. I mean, that I, I mean, if we're talking about just trying to adapt, I feel like our show has done pretty well just over time for some reason, just the black backdrop just saying stuff. I don't know why that idea and nobody, I don't see too many people doing that. Like just, you would think you would see more people doing just black backdrop talking. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't see that done as much as maybe you once did. Mm -hmm. I can think of like one other YouTuber and it's literally like a mm -hmm. green screen. So you guys are truly unique. It, I mean, it's just, it just affords you a lot of different ways to use the, it's like a very minimalistic set, but you can kind of do a lot with it. And especially now, you know, we got one of those um, like green screens that you just can pull down. So if, if ever we're like, how are we going to how are we going to show this? Oh, we'll just pull down the green screen and put a set back there uh, for this skit. But yeah, I think Jordan's right that we were kind of in the right spot at a certain point, And then we were kind of not what youtube wanted and then we were again and then now we're not again so it's just you know we just kind of keep doing the same thing and i feel like a lot of times we'll try to do different stuff like okay well let's chase the trend here and it never really quite works you know we were talking on the um ascend uh monthly talk with the 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 students the other night and Jordan and I were realizing, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that has ended up doing really well on our channel has been the stuff that has some sort of story basis to it to some degree. And the stuff that hasn't done as well is just stuff that doesn't really you, you can't really narrow it down to like, oh, here's the narrative for this episode. It's just like, OK, here's something popular on YouTube now. So we'll try it, too. So I feel like I've kind of just made my peace with the fact that we're we're just kind of this niche thing. And maybe there was a time where that niche was more popular. Uh, but I don't really know what else to do. You know, I don't think, I don't feel like we really feel like 
I don't know. I, like it's just fun to do what hmm. we're doing. I don't know. It, it it feels more like authentic to what the kind like our friendship and just the kind of stuff we laugh at and enjoy. So it's like that's what we end up making. I don't know. Right. And the the only thing that we have changed is meme review. And again, even that was authentic because it started off with me didn't not even knowing what a meme was practically right. being online for as long as I've been. Like how weird is that? Right. So then it was like Josh introducing what a meme was to me and then it's turned into meme review and that's one of our most popular shows. But it's still within like it's not just like a meme review, it's like still within the universe of that where I don't really understand memes that well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it's not just us doing a random show. It's like still kind of within the Blimey Cow universe. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I feel like that's the only kind of new idea that we really say, well, why don't we try this type of thing? And then it ended up really working out. It was like something like, okay, people reacting to memes. That's a thing people do on YouTube. And it actually worked out. So, but I think we, it, because we, we found a way to make it a, within our like makes sense within our personalities rather than just hey, hey guys we're yeah you know yeah yeah exactly which is awesome and because like you guys have made it your own um I, I, once again just quick the fangirl disclaimer but yeah like uh on our youtube channel we do a series where we react to students creating memes from like pictures from events just like you know random stupid faces and people doing you know stupid stuff and they make memes out of that and so Yes, we very much like there's the bigger like meme review culture on YouTube. And obviously you guys did your Christian meme review. And we took a lot of I took a lot of beats from your show and like, hey, let's do like Unbound meme review. And so that's been extremely popular with our community. Oh, that's fun. Um, I just want to recognize on the podcast that, yes, I totally slow, stole it from Blimey Cow. But hey, <laughs> like as you guys said, but it hey. works. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do. You just you, if you find something you like on YouTube, you just steal the idea and just start yeah. doing it. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as you guys do all these like shows, Jordan, um, you have your own YouTube channel with and the um FM podcast, which we will definitely talk about in a second. Uh you guys are producing a lot. Uh if the podcast for you, Jordan, you're doing yourself, I understand. Um, has there been anything else that has been like delegated over the years are you guys still handling like all the workload um again just as a creative i'm curious to see how you guys handle like the weekly videos and all these different things we had at some point delegated doing some of the sound effects and stuff for a while but then we ended up just doing it all ourselves pretty much it's just me and josh who do the brunt of everything josh edits heavily edits all of messy mondays and then I edit messages and um yeah, it's just it's just us doing it. <laughs> That's right. I've always I've often wondered what would it be like to bring somebody else in to like edit stuff and do things and Yeah. I don't know. I'm just bad at delegating. Very, very bad at it. That's like one of my fatal flaws. I feel like I could be further in my life if I was able to like delegate to people. Or, I but. I feel like the editing on our shows is like part of the personality of the show. So I don't even know how you, we could. Yeah. I don't know how how you could. Because I feel like if someone else edited Messy Mondays, I mean, the times that you've edited Messy Mondays, I'm like, yes, see, Jordan is the other part of this show. So he gets the show. But right. when anyone else, if anyone else were to ever 
edit it, I would just end up just redoing it, I think. I'd be like, Yeah, exactly. Well. And the only way I wouldn't is if I was just like, okay, fine, whatever, because like I didn't care about it, but that's not what that's not <laughs> that's not true. Like I care I care so much about that show. I love it so much. So I I could I don't think yeah. I, I don't think I could. And it probably is it's probably a fatal flaw for me too. But it's just us. It's just us. <laughs> well it's it's just interesting i i think that that makes a lot of sense for you guys because your show is just so very personal and like what you guys have already talked about is the fact that like it's so much of just you guys and your personality that's coming through as you're you know creating uh an episode of messy mondays or messages or something like that it's just it's very very much just you guys and so finding someone who would be able to like do some like of the editing that would still be able to kind of match the i guess in a sense mm -hmm. it's your brand to an extent mm -hmm. uh can be yeah. quite challenging i've i've heard a lot of other creators talk about that challenge and how difficult it can be to find someone who's sort of true to the the format and the style that you've kind of grown right. with over the course of your career. It's, it's not just like finding somebody that can do it. It's like finding, because you have to find somebody who gets it and then you have to pay them enough to keep doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not just like, mm -hmm. all right, here's the bare minimum just to take this load off. It's, it's, right. it's, it's a whole different thing. And it's like, we've been doing it for so long. It's not like it, right takes an exorbitant amount of time to i mean it's i mean it takes a lot of time but it's not anything new that we haven't done for 10 plus years right. so it's like okay it's so easy to flip into edit this and know exactly how you're supposed to do it right um yeah so it's it's just it literally is just a part of you i don't even know what it would be like without having it i'm such an efficient editor of messy mondays and i know your jordan is like a really efficient editor of messages like it's it, yeah i mean like wild. i can bust out an episode of mess i mean messy mondays i feel like is much more difficult to edit sometimes mm -hmm. uh than messages because messages is just like you know i'm putting in the text i yeah i have to but like i have to know the comedic timing obviously like when to stop the music right. when to cut back to the you know the the question and when it goes away uh and then i interrupt and stuff like that but i mean if if they're I mean, like if I am solely focused on doing that and if we don't have a bonus messages for the supporters who support us, then I can edit messages in two hours and and have it uploaded wow. and a thumbnail done. So it doesn't take that much wow. that much time. But that's just like I mean, that show is very straightforward with Messy Mondays. I mean, there's a lot more creativity that he that Josh might have to think of, like if he's going to add a lot of stuff and like if if, if uh, there's some little inside joke like pull up a clip of something happening that right. takes a lot of time to like mm -hmm. do that but mm -hmm. it's but it, that part of it is fun like once i've got the bones of it on the timeline and then i'm looking through I'm like all right can i punch this up and make it funnier that part of it is really yeah. fun but just all the initial... like if it's more of a narration if it's a narration more of yeah i feel like i often wonder if when i'm literally just talking reading the script more if that takes you more time to edit because you feel like you have to add more text and funny things to kind of propel the video or oh, if yeah. that takes it yeah it you know just that, i was gonna ask you that yeah it kind of just mm -hmm. depends um i try to think of that stuff ahead of time um uh, i don't know i feel like we have a good, pretty good rapport now where you you're like okay this would be, it would be funnier if things went off script a little bit here just to kind of 
make it more interesting. And I, yeah, that stuff does, that just stuff does help with the pacing just because at any time in, in messy Mondays where things go a little bit different than you're expecting, it kind of just keeps you engaged with what's happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. But, and with writing, I mean, uh, sometimes when Josh is writing the script, he'll just put in there, like, just we'll make up something here. Yeah. And then, (laughs) you know, so it's, it's like if he gets stuck in writing, it's not like he's not going to spend days and days trying to come up with one thing he'll just say you know come up with it and then we'll put big head kid on and who is the character for people who don't know that's the character that i play in the show uh his name is big head kid and uh then we'll just come up with something on the fly and it takes like five seconds for some reason it's really easy to come up with stuff with that guy i don't get i don't get writer's block as much anymore because now i just i do that i just say add a joke here and then yeah when i was showing it to jordan like just what do you think? Oh, we could do this. Oh, that's funny. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we don't realize that stuff until we're actually shooting, like we're in the middle of recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. We or need we'll to add, add a joke here. Yeah. Yeah. And like things that come on the fly. Um, I have so many questions. So <laughs> but no, like, so I'll start with this. Um, with let's say messages. Um mm-hmm. I love the comedic timing. Again, genuinely, that was something that I feel like uh, I learned a lot just by watching messages and having fun, like all over the longest show on YouTube, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, was there something else that influenced your comedic timing and like the cutting off music? Like, I found, like, even like unconsciously, like learning that and in my own editing hmm. with videos, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, picking those like beats up and whatnot. Was there something that influenced you? Uh, I mean, influences for that would be i mean would uh, would just be i mean like before i edited messages i remember when i was learning josh taught me how to edit and that's why i learned was because i wanted to help and edit messages so i did it from then on but just watching how josh did it in messy mondays and stuff that just kind of came naturally after being a part of it for so long and filming scripts and uh just kind of instinctively, I mean, doing it for so long, just instinctively knowing, oh, this is when this will happen. This is when this would, and it's almost like you're editing it in your head, even though I'm not the one editing it, I can see how it's going to be edited. Mm-hmm. And so once I started really editing messages, it was like, oh, okay, obviously it's not even like a thought, like you just do it. Yeah. It's, it's strange. I don't really think of another influence other than, than that. How about thumbnails can we just talk youtube thumbnails and the best clickbaity messages out there like who comes up with that how does that work uh, oftentimes we'll come up well in messages uh oftentimes like I, you know i'm always that's the part that takes me the longest is trying to come up with the title and the thumbnail so while we're doing messages the entire yeah. time i'm answering them i am desperately in the back of my mind trying to think of okay how can this question be the title and the thumbnail but, you know, Josh just picks out the questions and just tries to pick the most ridiculous stuff. And <laughs> oftentimes when we're filming in messages, and I'll edit this part out, but I'll, <laughs> there's often this point where I'm like, Josh, that's the title. And then I'll say the title and then I'll like remember it. And then when I get home, <laughs> I'll just make that the title. It's so interesting how like <clears throat> different people will just even if like you're skilled in the exact same thing, will have like completely different things that just like will end up being the hiccup. Like uh, for whatever reason, it's like you with like thumbnails take you a really long time. Abe and I had this conversation not long ago where like I was telling him that like 
for whenever I make a video, I think the thing that takes me the longest, even if it's like a half hour long video, is picking music. I mm-hmm. hate that process and it takes me oh, forever. And for whatever reason, that trips me up. And Abe's just like, he does it in five minutes and I hate him for it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel yeah. too. For some reason, it's like picking music. And with messages, obviously, we use the same music in Messy Mondays. But with skits, you know, you got to pick, but there's a couple of go to songs and stuff that, that Josh uses. But with other projects that I've done, whether it's my podcast or on my other channel, for some reason, the music is just like, I mean, I I can pick it in two seconds. I don't know why. I'm like the same way as that. I appreciate that. I've been been trying to challenge myself when I'm editing Messy Mondays to not use that original music as much. Yeah, I've noticed that. Mm. Yeah. just because I've kind of gotten tired of it and I'm like, is there is there something else we can use here that would be more interesting? Because I always just think mm-hmm. if somebody mm-hmm. comes back to our videos they haven't watched in a long time and they just hear that same music, will are they will <laughs> yeah. it be will they feel yeah. like, ah, oh, I'm at home, or will they feel like, oh, they're just doing this exact same thing? So I always so I, I guess I always think about that 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 person. And I try to, <laughs> and so and it, it, it ends up taking a lot longer because like yeah, it's hard to pick out music. Yeah, and if I really can't find anything, I'm like, this is dumb. I just I I put it back in. I'm like okay, this this works just fine. But mm. a lot of times lately, the show the episodes have been a little bit more different, and so it's it's actually I mean it's not just been like a silly little challenge to myself. It's actually made sense. Like okay, that music doesn't really fit here, um, and normally that music right. fits better. Kind of when it's like you know I learned something today. Kind of thing at the end of the mm-hmm, video mm-hmm. um but usually then in, in messy mondays i normally am, am cutting the music there anyway in some degree or or it's leading to a punchline which has like sound effects in it or whatever so it's always kind of an interesting challenge um i remember one of our supporters saying that all the audio and sound effects of messy mondays is kind of like a character unto itself and that's all no, that's true. I thought that was a nice compliment. And it also was like intimidating to think about. But I was like, so now when I edit it, I think, OK, this is its own separate character on the show is like so you're you're editing the show. And then the last step is like adding all the sound effects, which are kind of like its own separate little meta meta. That's joke. a good point. Well, that and like, you know, one to zoom up the camera, because oftentimes we actually do manual zooming up. Mm-hmm. We used to more than we do now. But manual zoom ups and stuff like that it just kind of adds like a third well because the character is me doing the the narration and then josh behind the camera and i allude to him you know probably twice a video <laughs> and then the other yeah. character would be like the post-production right. so it kind of makes three and, people and there. i think if you if you are kind of aware of our process and you know that i do a lot of the editing for that show then, yeah. then th- there are sometimes that will add jokes that are only funny if you know that I'm the one who edits the show at the end. I try not to do it. I try not to do it too much because I think it's such a funny joke that I don't want to overdo it. So whenever we do it, yeah, it, it always lands really well for like the, you know, twenty percent of people that know what's going on. Well, the real ones. The real. Exactly. The, can we, the real ones. Yeah. <laughs> can we touch on that for a quick second? Uh-huh. I'll ask a potentially scandalous question, uh-huh. but I'll let you answer. <laughs> yes, I wear but, I wear pants while we shoot the show. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Newsflash. This is like a YouTube shorts like right here. <laughs> um, but here's a question. Uh, since you edit, you've edited so many Messy Mondays uh, or just videos in general, um, was there ever like mistakes 
that, you know, just kind of slipped through post-production that ended up on YouTube? What is your process with dealing with mistakes? And was there ever like a mistake that really bothered you? Just like, oh, it's on YouTube. Shoot. <laughs> I mean, if it's, if it's really yeah, bad, we normally take it down. catch it quick and take it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. only happened a couple of times. I think there is there is one episode of messages that's still up where like uh, the uh, <laughs> like the 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 trans the, the video effects transition that mm-hmm. we use. It's called Swish Pan. Swish Pan yeah. uh, from, from Red Giant Universe is the name of the company or whatever it's called now. Maxon. Nobody cares. Maxon. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it was not activated on. I had it activated on my computer. It wasn't activated on Jordan's okay. computer, okay. but we didn't catch it. And we upload the video <laughs> and like neither of us, like when we were checking, like saw a part where mm. there was a Swish Pan. So yeah. I don't remember what episode it is, but it, there's an episode where every time it goes to a Swish Pan, there's just this big red X that pops up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I remember that. Yeah. That's really funny. I, I watched like every single messages. I think people thought like, it was like, it's supposed to be a joke. Like, I don't get it. What is yeah. the X for? I mean, like, yeah, I don't understand the joke. What's yeah. the joke? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Normally just like typos and stuff. Yeah, that's my bane. But mm. one time we deleted here. the video. The video was just completely deleted one time. Oh, I, I, but that has only happened one after time. After we shot it. Before, before yeah, we after we shot it, it got yeah. deleted off the SD cards, yeah, and to, so we, uh, we had to shoot it. it. <sighs> well, we, we, we've never done that either. <laughs> no, no, that's never no. happened. It definitely didn't happen like two months ago. <laughs> hmm. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so one thing that you guys have mentioned uh, several times here is that like, you guys with your channel in general have sort of its own like self-contained universe to an extent of uh, of characters that uh, have developed over time. Is that something that you guys have like pretty well planned out and like you have all of the characters pretty well fleshed out? Or is this just something that just like it comes up to be with each episode and you just kind of roll with it? Somebody's knocking on Josh's door. Yeah, somebody's knocked on my... Hang on one second. That's weird. <laughs> Guys, this is an unusual thing that just happened, so Josh needs to get locked and loaded. And Okay, now we can confirm that he wears okay. pants. <laughs> Josh is wearing pants. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh... Wow, who is it going to be? I'm so curious. I can't wait to see who walks past. Is Josh going to be in a hostage situation? <laughs> can i just confirm is this is josh's room like a different angle of the messages room this is the computer that i'm sitting at yeah so this is the same com- that's the chair that i sit in messages gotcha i was gonna hmm. say i i feel like i recognize the bottle of uh apple cider vinegar there in the background so oh, i figured yes. that was it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've changed the uh space where we film messages several several times we filmed a couple at mm-hmm. my house but that never landed i don't know my house is is weird as in it's like a log house so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that show needs drywall i feel like it doesn't <laughs> need to feel like uh, antique or something i don't know mm-hmm. so we've filmed that over there it, it just it just wouldn't feel right uh psychoanalyzing people's <laughs> relationship <laughs> issues in a log cabin looking back <laughs> no it's just it's something not right with that oh man that's the first time that josh's neighbor has ever knocked on his back door Hmm. i guarantee you that was a very weird occurrence so that was good for the podcast 
one caught it on camera. For, <laughs> on camera. For better or for worse. <laughs> now I completely forgot your question. Now I'm now you're gonna have to ask I mean that's okay. Us. I'm gonna have to ask it again anyway. So got, it's got all you. good. Okay. okay. My, Michael's just gonna have this big no, old okay. section to cut out. <laughs> Michael, your friendly podcast editor here. You know what, David? I think I'm going to actually keep this section in because there's some really interesting stuff here. So enjoy some behind the scenes from Blimey Cal and the Be Unbound podcast as a short intermission of this episode. How long have you guys been doing this podcast for? What episode are we We were just talking about that before the show. Uh, So this will actually be uh, of the show as a whole. uh, It will be episode 96. Um, the, although, so basically the first about 45 episodes were our, uh, uh, another guy who used to work for the company who's, uh, since moved on. And then okay. basically the, pro- the podcast just got kind of handed to Abe and I, and we were just like, okay, <laughs> cool. We'll, we'll do a podcast. We'll do the gotcha. podcast. Sure. <laughs> so this is actually, this is actually our 50th episode, uh, recording okay. together. We went I'm back and looked and episode 46 was our first one. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the interruption. My neighbor has never knocked on my door like that. My back door. That kind That's of what I said, guys. Me. I said Josh's that, neighbor has never knocked on his back door. That kind of scared me. That kind of scared me. I was like, Kelly's upstairs. Who's knocking on my door? <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. So one thing that you guys have mentioned a couple times uh, during this conversation is that you guys have this whole sort of uh, universe of characters that uh, have grown on your channel and uh, of recurring characters uh, that show up that all have different personalities. Uh, Is that sort of like universe of characters, something that like you have kind of planned out and written out for like a lot of them as far as like sort of personalities and like do's and don'ts for characters? Or is that something that just kind of naturally happens every single time? I think that pretty much just naturally happened over time. You would just what first started with Big Head Kid and Big Head Kid is actually a character that I had created before we did Messy Mondays, kind of like in the off time that we were doing Blimey Cow. Hmm. Yeah, um, I was yeah, like, just while I was in college I, and Jordan and yeah. were making videos uh, on just, but not. I did edit, not at uploading them, just having them on the computer. Right, I put I put them up on Facebook. Yeah, it was like a yeah, that's what I did. It was a three six five, so I was recording a video for three hundred sixty five days <laughs> straight every day, and it was just me in front of like photo booth, and it, it was named Big Head Kid because the face was stretched, like the forehead was stretched up. And so I developed this whole thing, this whole story and his dad and the bike. And he was like, on, his dad like made him ride this bike. It was, it, it made sense. All right. It sounds really weird. But within this <laughs> universe, it made total sense. Hmm. And it was really funny. And it was the first time that I had like developed this character. I was just doing it with my sister. Like it was just funny. I was making them for her. And then when we did uh, Blimey Cow again, we needed a character or something. And then this big head good character was kind of like legend a, a bit in like my family. It was like <laughs> something that we talked about and I would impersonate, you know, this character all the time. And then we just threw him into a messy Mondays and then it, it, it slowly evolved into, Oh, here's this Justin Bieber wig that I bought for uh, like a skate night at my college. So then I just threw that on and then, I just had this shirt at Old Navy I never wore. And so I just put that on and then it just like, here's some 3D glasses. And 
That was I, how rem- that I remember developed. at one point you had like had used the whole ensemble, and then the next week, it it wasn't like set in stone what he was going to look like or anything. We just kept doing the character, mm-hmm. and so we just like threw the glasses on you, and you were like, "I think we need to commit to a look for this guy." And I was like, "Yeah, we probably should." Well, then just put on what you wore last week, then. And that was kind of. <laughs> I don't was, remember that at all. I, I'll never forget that. That's funny. I remember you were like, wow. we, need, "We need to commit to a look for this guy." I was committed to, to being a kid. I, I wanted this to work. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but then, as we needed wow, the characters just... like Grandpa Jordan, and I think Yolo was the next character that yeah. really uh, mm-hmm. was developed. That mm-hmm. one was thought mm-hmm. out. I mean, you wrote the script, and then when we got to when you came over. We were filming at my parents' house at that point in my bedroom, and uh, I had like I, I did. I think I might have had a white hat there. No, we had the Jesus wig mm-hmm. that yeah. you put on. Yeah, I don't. And did, then did, yeah, was we that, had the Jesus character and stuff. Did we? I don't even remember. Were we write? Yeah, I guess we were writing scripts at that point. I don't remember if we just came up with that joke at the because I remember we did that over and over again trying to get it right. And yeah, but that was fun. It was like that was the first time. That we had a character other than Big Head Kid, and then it just sort of took off from there, just all these different random characters. And yeah, we don't have, I don't, it's not like we have a written out, like, the, I don't know. I think there are just times where we're shooting and we'll have a character doing something, or maybe just one of us just dressed normally will be doing something. We'll say, you know, this is actually something Grandpa Jordan would say, or this is, this is something public mm-hmm. school kid would say, or, you know, uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, and so it just, we all just kind of, understand those characters and so and that whatever just, you're wearing yeah, you don't quite have like the kevin character. feige like full yeah. storyboard of like yeah. all <laughs> the arc of the characters the only thing we have for <laughs> that would be interesting the only thing like that is just when it comes to brother brother time but that's because that's yeah. actually a true like narrative like a like almost like a drama series so that's actually mm-hmm. sort of m- mapped and understandable and you could sit there and understand the timeline if i'd Wanted to sit down and write it out. Yeah. And can I just say, I'm just I'm just so happy that you guys are just still doing that because oh, it's buddy. just one of those few one of the few series that still like is produced on YouTube that really just gives me that like feeling of old school YouTube, even mm-hmm. the, even with like the you know newer cameras and whatnot. It's just like, oh, I feel like I'm back in 2009 again. Thanks. And this is <laughs> Thanks, good David. That means a lot. Just <laughs> yes. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. I'm glad you like that show. We love making it so much. It's so much fun. And it, yeah, it shows. And we love it for it. Um, and then, like, weird side note as well. As I was doing, like, research, <laughs> I was just having fun, like, Googling um, characters, right? <laughs> and I think it's a weird flex to say you've made it when, yeah, you can Google, like, Blimey Cow Jesus and, like, Google Image has a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Are you serious? That's hilarious. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so, like, when your characters <laughs> can be Googled, imaged, and, like... <laughs> That's funny. Mm. Um, <laughs> but that, like, kind of leads into another question uh, for you guys, which is, was there ever a point um, with the YouTube channel where you guys kind of felt like or said, oh, we've really like made it. We've started like this is like a real thing. Um, was there like multiple moments as you guys continue to grow in this? Or was this something like, hmm, okay, we've kind of reached a level and we're just continuing and, and continuing to improve? 
I think it was after the first seven lies about homeschooler video that we did that mm -hmm. again, back then that you could actually grow an audience from one video. Mm -hmm. And I know people mm -hmm. can still do that, but it's pretty rare back yeah. then. If you had a video that did well, it was like, okay, how it, it's not, will we be able to do this? It was like, oh, you are going to be able to do this if you're consistent doing this. Right. That's how it felt like at, at least it, that video was pretty life changing. Like mm -hmm. when it comes to your perspective on an audience and viewership and stuff like that because it wasn't like a one-off thing and we all kind of knew it wasn't a one-off thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah it, when that video did really well it was like wait people like this kind of like slightly irreverent homeschooler jokes because we could do that yeah like, we could 100 percent do that yeah so it was like <laughs> yeah. it was like validation that like hey the style of stuff you guys want to do is stuff people want it was that was a really good feeling it wasn't like it wasn't like we did some video like maybe this will get popular we can try yeah. this and mm -hmm. then it got popular it's like all right i guess that's the kind of stuff we're gonna do it was like we just did a random video that was just keeping in our personality and style and that was the one that blew up and we were like oh my goodness we can talk about <laughs> a lot of this. things from this perspective <laughs> yeah we can do this that was real that really was a that was a wild week <laughs> mm -hmm. it's 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 been long enough now that it's hard to remember it like it i don't really i mean i remember like it we it was mom's birthday and so we went to her house oh yeah we were at famous daves we were at famous daves yeah oh that's right we See, went I, to famous daves that. that night i forgot about that yeah but we met at you guys met at mom and dad's and then we drove i'm pretty sure we drove oh, over there okay. that's why okay and then we drove back and so there's like that i was so living at home so i would have ridden with mom and dad Jordan and Amy were still living at home. This is so crazy. That was so long ago now. It's been, yeah, it's been uh, almost thirteen years or uh, uh, eleven years. What? It's been almost eleven. Wow. Years. Oh yeah, it has been. Hey everyone, David here with a quick break in the episode. Wanted to let you guys know about a program that is open for enrollment right now with Unbound called Ascend Semester. So traditional education has a lot of problems with it. They have just an enormous amount of debt that any sort of college will assign you with. They don't teach you information or skills that you're going to be able to apply in the real world. And so reasons like that are why we have the Ascend program, which is a higher education alternative program that allows you to re learn real world valuable skills that you can apply wherever you might be at in life today and do it as a part of an amazing purpose driven community. So we have actually compacted all of the great things about the full one year Ascend program into a single spring semester program called Ascend Semester. So it kicks off in January. You get to come to our amazing base camp event in Gulf Shores, Alabama. You get to join an Ascend team full of like-minded peers, and you get to work on an Ascend project that will have you doing some really cool stuff. So if you want to learn more about the program, enrollment closes for it on January 6th. So you want to make sure to check it out soon. You can visit beunbound.us slash semester to learn more. The link will be down below that is beunbound.us slash semester now back to the episode well i remember uh in one video i don't remember which one but uh <clears throat> that uh one of you said that before that video you still had uh email notifications turned on for every like new subscriber oh, yeah. that came on basically and so yeah. then that video basically made it so that your entire inbox was completely full yeah dude that was crazy 
Yeah, I got email notifications when we get new subscribers for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I remember when I remember when Josh published that on Monday. I was at school and I remember him like texting me and saying that it was blowing up and stuff. And so I went and checked and I was at the library and I remember what computer I was at and I because I didn't have a <laughs> smartphone, you know, so I had to go on the computer at the library and I looked up the video and it was like had so many views and stuff. And I had had been joking with all my friends like it was so, it's so weird to think about like I actually had a, a sticky note like on my old PC, like my old laptop. I there was this uh, sticky note function that you could put on your desktop. And on there, I had like just a list of these stupid goals that were just like funny. And one was like, mm. eat banana. The next one was make viral video. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and like, it had been sitting on there for like months, like a year, just as a joke. Nailed and it. like in class, I always told my friends, like, I just want to have a viral video, guys. Cause I had one friend who like had her husband actually had like a video he could really sing well. And his video did really well. And I, I remember talking to her, I was like, Crystal, how did he do it? I have to have a viral video. And it was like that, like a couple months later, we were just like hitting video after video after video. I was, I, I, I forgot. I actually marked off on that sticky note after that day. Make viral video. I put a check mark next to it. <laughs> Crushed it. There yeah, you go. it was funny. Well, shifting gears a little bit here, uh, Jordan, I wanted to make sure to touch on the If Then podcast that uh, you just wrapped up uh, pretty recently, uh, season two of the If Then podcast. And just for one thing, wanted to congratulate you on wrapping that up because uh, I think it turned out really, really well. Uh, Gabe and I both were saying that we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, the podcast. And so... Uh, one of the things that I, at least I personally found most interesting listening through it was, uh, you touched on it a little bit, like in the very first episode, how you had really wanted to do a podcast and how you had this concept of, uh, if then statements coming up as, uh, sort of ways that our brains figure out how to live life. But especially with, um, more of the format of the, if then podcast with you sort of like having the quote at the beginning and the end and, uh, sort of having like the sound effects throughout and things like that. How, how did you end up deciding on the format of the show? Because I think it fits really, really well with the message that, uh, you're conveying with sort of the style of content that you're doing, but but uh, I can't really think of a whole lot of other, uh, at least current programs mm. that really have that kind of format. Yeah, I when I was listening to I uh, to start, I don't really listen to podcasts at all. I, I I can't think of one other than I was I'm always learning new things, always trying to learn new things. And, you know, just like everybody wants to learn another language learning Spanish. And I found out that Duolingo had a Spanish speaking podcast and I just listened to the same episode literally every day. I'd go out and walk my dog and I wouldn't listen to this like a bunch of the episodes. I would just listen to the same episode every single day for like a month, really? just trying to learn like those specific words. And because I was like, what's the point of I'm listening to a million episodes? Like, I just want to listen to that one. And in that one episode, and uh, now that I've listened to more of Duolingo's uh, podcast, they do this throughout, but they would tell people stories and they would add sound effects and stuff to a degree. It wasn't like the if then podcast kind of is on the extreme end of adding sound effects, but they would add some to kind of immerse you in like the scene and of this person's story who was speaking in Spanish uh, to help you to have to grab onto something to understand like what she was saying. Even if you didn't understand what she was saying, you could hear sound effects to help you 
you know, along and what, what she was uh, trying to explain. And then the narrator would come in and would speak in English to tell you, help you along with what she was saying. Uh, but she would translate it in a way. Um, and I just loved that format so much. And I didn't think like, I didn't have a plan like, <laughs> like with if then podcast that I literally had no plan when I went into making that first episode. I just had some inspirations from the Duolingo podcast and I had just read a, a I had just bought a, a book from Goodwill that was like a daily schedule book and just randomly at the top they had a ton of like quotes on every page to like inspire you or whatever. And I just happened to open it up and saw that first quote from Thomas Jefferson about acting. Uh, Don't ask, act, action will delineate and define you. And if you want to know who you are, that was the what they was talking about. And so it just kind of perfectly came together. I was like, man, I didn't need to make a podcast. I really want to. And then I, I just started speaking into my phone. I didn't even have like, I wasn't even like recording. I didn't even like uh, write out a script. I was just speaking that first podcast. And then I re-recorded it on a like nicer microphone. And then when I went into editing, editing is my favorite thing. It's like what I've spent my whole life doing when I was in college, I was English and creative writing. So all you do is edit, edit, edit. It's like, I'm like addicted to it. And with editing videos, that's like my favorite thing in the world to do. I don't really like filming things alone. I like filming with Josh, but if I'm, I have another channel and I don't really like the filming process. I just love creating something when I'm editing. I'll spend forever doing that. So when I went into, you know, record my quote unquote script, I just was like, oh man, I should, I bet I could add like, stuff to this because I was kind of bored listening to it you know when I was when you listen to yourself <laughs> speak you're like man I'm such an idiot like what am I even saying so like, oh, let me try and fix this by like adding some stuff and I was like dude this actually sounds pretty sweet and then as I was recording more episodes as the seasons went on I was like able to like we were talking about with Messy Mondays kind of you're editing it while you're writing it, you know exactly like what's and so I'll <laughs> even like when I'm writing a script be like here's the pace this is where the music turns on this is when this sound effect comes in and i'll like kind of write out literally everything so when i go in to uh record it and edit it i pretty much don't even really have to think too much unless i have to make like because i write the music almost like i would say 95 percent of the time like in that entire show so that's what takes some time if there's a scene that i'm trying to create it needs a certain feeling and it needs to have like that if then podcast kind of feeling too. And yeah. And so I, that will take some time. Sometimes that comes naturally to me and other times that takes me, that could take me a couple of hours to try and come up with, you know, one consistent song that happens throughout. But yeah, that's, and that's my favorite thing. I just love editing that, that podcast. I love it so much. But very cool. I actually did not, know that so music wise you uh you compose everything as well and like engineer everything yeah josh gave me a josh gave me this is it plugged in he gave me he, he had this thing and i was uh, like dude here you can just have this mm-hmm. and before i was like recording okay. everything just touched to like i was just using the mm-hmm. typing function on garage i use garage band to do all this <laughs> stuff Oh, and I was gotcha, just using gotcha. like the, the the keyboard to like create this intro and all this stuff. And so when he gave me that, that was life changing. 
That is that is awesome. See, I, I'm learning so many behind the scenes. I did not know that. That just makes it like so much more cool. <laughs> like for anyone who's listening and you should shout out to the YouTube channel, go watch the actual video. Uh, it was like a mini like MIDI pad, I guess. Yeah, a little mini keyboard. That's, oh, yeah, yep, I should have yep. described that. So just pulling it out. <laughs> this is a podcast after all. I don't remember why I originally <laughs> bought that thing. I don't mm, remember what to, mm. I think I think when I wanted to start doing sound effects for messy Mondays, I thought maybe that would be interesting to but I never mm. got around to setting it up. It's and it's nice. I mean it's very nice. Yeah. 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 And then again, like the it. music does truly fit. That was I was again, I was literally listening to it this morning. Um and how just yeah, it it fits really, really well. And uh yeah, that's so cool that you also like produce everything and and create the music yourself. Yeah, the thing that takes the longest is like mixing it and trying to figure out mm-hmm. like just the mm-hmm. levels of everything, man. It's like when you think you're done, then you've got to go through and be like, let me listen to this on the iPhone. Let me listen to this on a laptop <laughs> speaker. Mm-hmm. How does it sound? On mm-hmm. headphones. And so things that are particularly bassy kind of can be an issue. So I have to like figure, anyways, it's just a big thing. You're never done until you until it uploads on you know what I use slips <laughs> in. It's never done until that up yep. is uploaded. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh man. Like I, I was just gonna comment that like it, you know it's it's hard enough to figure out how to balance like just a voice with mm. you know and figure out how to like uh, EQ a voice for having uh to make mm-hmm. it sound good when it's coming through on a podcast and then having a voice along with several layers of sound effects like. Yeah, you you're uh, you're learning some really good uh, audio engineering chops oh, there. Yeah. So yeah. props to that. Hundred percent. What do you edit on? If I we can just geek out for a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm I just use GarageBand. Like I record okay. everything in GarageBand and I edit. Can you believe that? He does that whole show on GarageBand. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was normal, and then like I showed my friends that, and they were like, "What?" Like he does audio and mm. he was like, it's like Jordan, it's like if Jordan. you saw a professional, you saw a professional YouTube show and, and you were like, man, so what are you using? They were like, iMovie. And you were like, <laughs> right. what? You uh, wouldn't even be like, uh, you would just be like impressed. They're like, I didn't know iMovie could do that. Well, a long time ago, Seriously. it's like all I know to, to use um, because I learned how to use GarageBand. Bef- I mean, before anything, like I bought a book at the library, I bought a book at the library. I checked out a book book at the library when I was very young <laughs> and and it was like how to use GarageBand because I wanted to start recording music and oh, which ended up becoming useful because when I actually produced a CD, I used GarageBand to like do the demos and stuff. So I was familiar with it. And then when I re learned to like kind of use it again for the podcast i was like dude they've added so so much like yeah i mean you can put drums in this like to me this seems state of the art (laughs) you know i know people think this probably Mm. isn't the best thing but i was like dude you can put for free you can put drums Mm. in this change the beat and then i can like play guitar to it i mean that blew my mind that that it had come that far because you could not do anything even remotely close to that when I was doing that when I was like, you know, 14 or 13 or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, to me, it was like, dude, this just opens up everything. I didn't know any different. So I just used it. And I own honestly can't imagine using another 
program because I've got all of my stuff in there. I, ha- I know every <laughs> single sound effect in there. So I'm like, I don't want to change. I hope they don't update it mm. and then I lose something. <laughs> Jordan just like takes his computer right? offline and never updates. Or no, I don't <laughs> update his computer. I literally don't. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Again, just so many like, mm, I'm getting mind blown like everything you're saying, Jordan. So that's really cool. Um, so like uh, another general question in that sense, then as we touch on with this, the podcast, I did just listen to, um, a little bit a while back to, um, the episode about being present. Uh, the one that you shouted out on your video on your channel, the Jordan Taylor channel. And, um, I listened to it, but I went back to listen to it again. It was, yeah, it's a great episode. I, <laughs> what, who am I? But I will second Jordan is saying, like, listen to that podcast. That was so good. Um, thank you for producing that. And yeah, just very raw as well. Um, very much affected me. As you guys, uh, both Josh and Jordan process, um, just like creating things on the internet. I know Josh, you've talked about this in the past of kind of like having your life on the internet. And uh, I know you guys have spoken about that a lot, like balancing that. Um, there's two questions. One, do you guys see yourselves continuing to um, just produce content like way down the road with um, and, and like how do you balance that with that whole aspect of like this is personal life and this is your like, you know, what you're sharing online and things like that. If that makes sense. That's a question. Actually, you, so. you want to go? I'll, I'll answer. Uh, yeah, you go. I mean, we'll, we'll make videos forever. Yeah. As long as people want to <laughs> yeah, watch them, you make videos. Like I said, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, no, you guys heard it here. Let's go. No, I, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't know what I would. Sometimes I think, man, what what would I do if I wasn't making YouTube videos? And then I think about it for a second, and I'm like, I would just want to make videos. I would just want to. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I would just want to keep. It's like such a part of your life. Yeah, right. I mean, literally, we have done I, this for so long. It's not yeah. even. A, it's not even. You don't even feel like you're doing it. You just feel like I, you're doing a daily activity. Like Blimey Cow has been. A, like over half of my life now. Yeah, and well crazy. over half of mine. Like exactly half now that I think about it, because it's been it's seventeen, and I'm thirty four now. So, but uh, yeah. oh, what was the first part of the question? Oh, about per. I don't know. I mean, I don't even have social media or anything anymore. So I, I you know, I, I don't really. I, I interact with the supporter community that we have, and we've got the the homeschool with us website, the the social media platform for the homeschooling parents. I interact with people on there, but like in general, I don't know. Like I, I, you know, based on what Kelly tells me and, and Jordan too, to a degree, like everything happens on like Instagram now and TikTok and stuff. And, and so in a lot of ways I feel very, uh, disconnected, um, in, Mm -hmm. in what I, what was a good way at first, but now I, I almost feel like I, 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 I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, to a degree, which I think is somewhat of a hindrance because, you know, the show is sort of about like culture and stuff. And I just feel very disconnected from everything. So that but that that that's specific. You can be like me and you can have you can be like me and have social media and still have literally no idea what's yeah. going on. <laughs> no how, how I manage that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Jordan's experience would be a little different than mine, uh, but the same in some ways, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I definitely like once I always joked with people, I was like, yeah, once I have kids, I'll probably just delete all my social media. And then I did. Yeah, and, I remember that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know how else to answer that, but I don't really think about it 
too much. It's not like, I mean, Jordan gets, you know, Jordan is more on camera for more of it. So I don't, I got recognized for the first time in years a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, right. I forgot like that. Ha that used to happen sometimes. It doesn't really happen anymore, but it happened the other day. Uh, and it's it always just kind of a surreal feeling, but people are always like super friendly. So it, it's not weird or anything. It's just really cool. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Jordan, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I guess I, I'm more open on my other channel, Jordan Taylor videos, um, just about my life and stuff. And I guess that wasn't more of like, I guess that was more of like a choice at some point. I don't know of like to share a lot about my life. Um, but it's now I pretty much just make videos whenever there's some kind of like life update that I want to talk about just to I mean that channel is it's crazy I've been doing it for man like how many years has it been nine years now seven eight eight to nine years now it's unbelievable and so it I kind of make them for myself to be honest at this point to kind of like as a video diary almost to go back and mm -hmm. it's funny to go back and watch my old videos where I'm like in my old bedroom at my parents <laughs> house and like what I was thinking about what was going on and then to think about what I'm going through now and stuff. And somebody who watches my channel who I um, haven't kept up with in a while, but he a long time ago, he was like, I like your channel because it's you never know what's going to come out on it. And it just feels like you growing up and going through life and stuff. And and I've never really thought about my channel as like me sharing a lot about my life for other people as much as it's been like me kind of like thinking through stuff for myself and because mm -hmm. so much of my life has been on the internet and YouTube and stuff that just seems normal to me. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think of that as being like something I shouldn't do, or maybe mm -hmm. it is something I shouldn't do, but it's just so normal that I, I don't know that I just, it's not like a decision that I make, I guess. That's weird. Yeah, you were when you, I'm thinking about it. We were only like, you know, three years apart, but you, but in, in terms of like, when we started blinding, yeah. you were a lot younger. You know what I mean? In so, in some way, like I was yeah, getting ready to yeah. start college. You had like just started high school, and there's like your brain goes through a lot of changes in that time. So yeah, so, it's like so all I've known. When it's it, like a whole yeah. other lifetime that you've had on being on on the internet all the time. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting to think about. Yeah, very much so. And so one thing that uh, you guys have brought up through this uh, kind of as we wrap up here is um, uh, that I appreciate is the fact that you've really put a lot of effort into building out a community around the content that you guys make, uh, the uh, the community, if you will. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's something that I think um, – I think you guys honestly started doing it before a lot of people in sort of like the content creation space really realized mm -hmm. the value of having sort of like a core audience that wasn't necessarily central to just that one platform. Now you guys like have your Patreon and uh, you have a lot of other ways that you engage with your audience outside of just making YouTube videos. You have uh, the events that you hold and uh, a lot of other ways that uh, people can connect with you. And so I was just curious, especially Josh, as you mentioned, now that you've pretty much gotten rid of social media, mm -hmm. how, um, you know, you think that has benefited you guys as far as like really intentionally building out, uh, like building a community, a really tight knit community for, uh, for your content. Yeah. I mean, I, I had already thought about deleting my social media, but I thought 
at the point where I, I, we, we had the idea of creating like basically our own like website, like social media set up for the people who support us. Cause up to that point, everything was in Facebook groups and I, mm-hmm. and I found myself not engaging there as much cause I just didn't like being on Facebook, but I, I, it didn't, it didn't feel fair. It was like, well, people are, you know, paying so that we can have this community and I'm just not really engaged with it anymore. And, uh, so I just, I figured, well, if we're going to launch this thing, uh, I should, you know, kind of make it like, a, all right, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I, I'm not going to be on the Facebook group anymore. I'm not here anymore. So if you want to to come hang out and we'll do some fun stuff, we're going to do it over here. And that ended up being a real boon for the, for the uh, Calmunity, the supporter community. And we eventually kind of found a better way to like brand it. And we, you know, now we just always say support com, uh, mm-hmm. which was, you know, we used to always promote it as Patreon, but at some point it was like, you know, it might, our support community isn't really even Patreon. That's just where the payments are processed. If anything, it's mostly on Facebook, but now it's mostly on this dedicated website. Um, so that way, you know, now we just have a URL so that, if you know we're not on Patreon or we move it, we move the payment processing to another platform at some point or whatever, then we can still always just point people to supportblimeycow.com and that link doesn't just go straight to our Patreon, you know. But for now, that's where it goes. But um, yeah, it's been it's been good. Uh, I like uh, interacting with everybody on there. I think that I think that maybe more than a lot of other channels are the people who watch our videos sort of kind of there's sort of like a camaraderie almost like it was back in the day when you would find somebody who liked Homestar Runner that's always the example I go back to <laughs> yeah. like if you found if you had a friend who liked Homestar Runner you met somebody who liked Homestar Runner you just had a lot you just knew you were going to have a lot in common with that person because it was sort of this weird niche thing and so it wasn't even that you just knew it it was that you enjoyed it and it's like okay well if you think that's funny then I know we're going to get along um so that kind of lends itself really nicely to uh to a community of 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 friendly kids uh who you know for the most part all get along and can can hang out on a social media platform without all the stress and headache of you know Facebook and Twitter and and all that kind of stuff so you know um it's still challenging kind of managing and running a community like that but you know uh it's it's been so rewarding and i mean there's so many you know, we just had Blimey Con again this year and finally for the first time in a while. And it was so fun getting everybody back together and meeting so many new people. And um, mm-hmm. I made a list recently. And, I mean, we've had like like 12 or 13 people that have met through our community and ended up getting married now. Um, yep. So it's pretty <laughs> It's pretty cool. I always kind of hesitate to, like, mention that because I feel like then people sign up just – thinking it's like some sort of like dating thing. It really isn't like, it's very, most of the people that have met, met like at blimey con or met at like yeah. hangouts or meetups. And then, uh, you know, got to know each other by afterwards, like chatting online or calling or, or whatnot. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like, Hey, we met on the blimey cow social media platform and <laughs> that's how we got together. <laughs> Uh, right. mm-hmm. Trust us, we can relate. We can relate. Oh, on that. I was yeah. gonna say, we can relate so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it's its own little things. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I always hesitate to 
even bring that up. But it is just cool. I mean, it's a testament mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to uh, what I'm what I'm talking about. That you know, you just you got a lot. If, if you like Blimey Cow videos, you probably have a lot in common with other people that like Blimey Cow videos. So um, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. And uh, I'm always just really appreciative to all the people who uh, support us on there and stuff. It's it's awesome. Well, I I can tell you at least from uh, from the unbound side of things, it's been really cool to um, you know just to be a very small part of uh, the community and just the fact that we get to sponsor you guys' videos and uh, oh, we know, like that too. The fact that we've had <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. This is a mutually beneficial relationship, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we seriously like uh, we we really do feel like uh, a lot of the same uh, community that you guys have forged, a lot of the same uh, values that you guys have surrounding your community are the ones that we value here in the Undown community. And so we've had quite a few students who have heard about uh, our Ascend program and uh, have joined Unbound from you guys. And uh, it has been an huge, a huge, huge blessing for us to just be able to have some people who come into our community and have become even a really integral part of what we do. Uh, and uh, their starting point was you guys. And so that's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So we, uh, a lot of for a lot of reasons we really really appreciate you guys and your content and yeah we have really appreciated having finally having you guys on this show so thank you guys for uh for all of your content all of your hard work and for joining us for this podcast episode thanks for having us it's been a lot of fun yeah thank you so much Anytime. Yeah. Uh, is is there anything that uh, you guys would like to shout out specifically that we can put in the show notes down below for people to check out? Uh, this is your time to pitch any and everything that you are working on. Go listen to Jordan's podcast. Go, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I just want to point people to ifthenpodcast.com. Jordan's podcast is so good. If you if you haven't heard it, I always hype it up in the supporter community on for Blimey Cow. I'm like, if you haven't, you got you guys got to go check this out if you haven't yet. Like, it's really really good. I was saying that's the main thing that I would that I uh, kind of work on behind the scenes is that podcast, and it, it means that podcast means a lot to me, and it's a great way for me to uh, process through things that are in my mind that I haven't really th- thought through enough to be able to like articulate it, and so it's all of that stuff that I talk about on there, whether it's about learning or being more present or you know trying to master something really fast it's all stuff that's just kind of like been a part of me for a long time and finally sitting down and writing out some scripts to you know i think it's one of the things that really uh, that podcast represents me as a person really really well so if anybody you know wants to learn more about like my thought process or what i i mean that's kind of like the main place that i would go two full seasons you can already check out yes sir I will join Josh in saying, hey, if you have not checked out the podcast, check out the podcast. It's really good. <laughs> Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and if anybody's homeschooled here, uh, if anybody's homeschooled here and they have parents, uh, then uh, go to homeschoolwithus.com. Go check that site out, too. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, thank you guys for joining us. And, uh, you know, hey, check out the podcast, check out the website. And, of course, go subscribe to Blimey Cow. 
Well, here we go, guys. Uh, again, if you have not, I do highly recommend you check out the Blimey Cow YouTube channel and all their other links down below. If you have not listened to the If Then podcast, there will also be a link below. Check out Jordan's website and all his other information and links. David, this was a super fun conversation. Here we go. Last episode of the season. How are you feeling? Oh, fantastic. Uh, what a phenomenal way to end the season. I think we are going to have a hard time mm. topping that next season when it comes out. But uh, you know what? We're going to have to do our best. So, yeah. We'll, we'll have to work on <laughs> it. We will. It'll be good. But <laughs> for those of you who have joined us for this episode, uh, if this is your first episode with us, uh, you've joined, I think, for one of the best ones. But we have a lot of other excellent episodes that you can go back through from mm. this season would highly recommend checking out some of our other shows and we will be back after a couple of months we will be taking a break for the holidays and you will be seeing episodes from season six of the be unbound podcast coming out very soon so thank you all so much for joining us for this episode and for this season as always be unbound and that's a wrap on the season. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you, Michael. Woo! This is the last episode you have to Thank edit you, for a good while. You get a break, buddy. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. 